the Gold Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben. I've actually introduced myself this week, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, are you ready for this weekend? Well, are you ready for this weekend? I mean, I, I, I thought about this earlier, right? So for those yes. of you who need context, I'm going to the Pokemon World Championships this weekend. Just as a spectator, I'm not competing. I'm not that good. Ben and is I getting can't go. Ben can't because... go because he's getting married this weekend. And I'm stressing <laughs> out. I'm like, oh, I've got to pack all my bags. I've got to bring all my film gear. What do I need? I'm trying to organize Lewis and make sure that Tommy and Baker, who are obviously my friends who are going with me, are organized because I feel like if I don't at least move some of their pieces for them, they won't do it. Um, I've worked with these guys long enough now. now. I, I know how they work. I know how to <laughs> get them to do their bits. They just need like just just a nudge in the side. So that's mm, been mm. stress. And I was like, I'm not even hosting this. I'm just attending. You are yeah. hosting and partaking in a wedding. How yes. stressed are you this close to it I'm, now? I'm not actually that stressed because we, because we have done so much legwork for it like weeks and months ago um, that when it did come round to, oh, it's only a month away, We'd done most of the heavy lifting. It, it, basically, at that point, it was a case of just chasing a few people to go, do we need to pay you now? Because it's getting really, really close. Um, so for the most part, we're, we're pretty much ready. One of the last things I've had to do is just get a couple of extra um, shirts for me suit, just in case, because like we're there from... Um, first thing in the morning, so like literally we're staying over the night before, so we're there from 7, uh, and it is going on until 11.30 at night. So I was like, I don't think one shirt is going to do me throughout the entire day, to be quite honest with you, between dancing, just maybe getting a bit sweaty outside when it's hot and warm, um, obviously having to do, you know, a, a speech as well. Um, so just getting a bit of, you know, those nervous sweat patches that you get. And of course, you've got no really experience disgusting. with uh, public talking now. None at no, all. No None presenting all. Uh, experience <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> I'm, honestly, um, I've I've basically turned it into a comedy stand-up. Wow! It's just I've just like pulled out. I've been writing this this speech for the last couple of um, six weeks. I've been chipping away at it. It's only in the maybe the last week and a half that I've gone right. Okay, I really need to kind of finalize this. So um, earlier on, when uh, Moles was downstairs in the kitchen just doing a bit of uh, food for herself, I went outside into our summer house just to go, right, okay, let's time myself, figure out like, how long this is going to be. Because I I'm not sure if you have done this before, but when you're writing a script for YouTube, mm -hmm. in because obviously how you... How you write is not the same as the way you speak. Yes, yes. So sometimes you'll write something, it's like, that. that's perfect. And then you say it out loud and you're like... I'm falling over that, my words. Those don't actually... Yes. That doesn't sound like what I'm trying to say. Uh, yes. Just to cut them off that, like I've got to a point now where for me, because I, it takes me forever to type anyway. I'm not sure if I'm like... I don't have dyslexia, but I definitely have issues like typing. I always have. Yeah. I take forever to write. And it, it's almost like it takes a long time for my brain to come up with what I want to say then get my motor functions to put that in writing. And then yeah. by the time that's all happened, I've completely lost what I wanted to say next. So my mate actually comes around now and basically acts as a secretary is the wrong word, but a, like a scriber for me. 
and just mm. types up as I kind of pace back and forth in my room, <laughs> saying really? my script oh, out loud. Wow. So it's so it's already in that format where I can say it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because then you've not got to almost edit it to go, right, okay, how would this script work if I was saying it? Because, well, you're writing the script as you say it, and therefore... It's it's natural. I think that's the key thing is like making it making it natural. It's the same with any kind of script writing. Is it's all well go putting it down on the paper, but sometimes you read it back and you think that isn't me. Like that isn't how I would naturally say anything. And I'm hoping like the speech that I'm giving, I hope people go that is Ben down to a T. That is exactly what what we what we expect. I mean, what, what, I've got a couple of jokes in there. Like one of them is. Um, Molly, I really love you, and I hope you feel the same way about me once you've heard the rest of the speech. Um, and then what's what's one of the other ones I've put in there? She she knows a handful of them. Um, so what oh, I'm yeah, learning here, real quick, is that Molly doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast. No, she she doesn't. No, she knows she knows I do YouTube, and uh, she knows that I now do a podcast. But no, she doesn't. She doesn't watch. She doesn't listen. She she I can talk to her about it, and she'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's really good," and, and everything. But I, I honestly don't think she really cares. Um, it's not it's not her. Um, it's not her cup of tea. And uh, one of the other jokes in there is around. Um, I promised Molly that I um wouldn't make her emotional um on on her wedding day, but I must be doing something right. Is the cake is in tears. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, it's fine because it's it's one of those jokes where you get full audience participation no matter what. Some of them will laugh, others will grow. 100% participation, exactly. success. Exactly. And the best part is, that, and I only realized this the other day, is that I give my speech last, which is which is what I'd actually prefer. While you could go first and get out of the way with, I feel like then you've got like the audience where they don't know where they're at at that mm-hmm. stage. Whereas if you go last, you've basically had two warm up apps. One warm up acts. I'll get there in the end. And um, Mol's dad is um, is he's got a very similar sense of humor to me. So I'll know from what he does. Like hopefully he kind of sets them up. And then hopefully people enjoy the speech and it doesn't just doesn't, you know, fall flat on its face. I hope. <laughs> You'll be That's fine. What... You'll be fine. I'm... I've seen your sense of humor. I've listened to your scripts and your script read. You'll be good. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. He is hoping that it goes really well. Um, so I'm obviously feeling quite happy about this weekend. I'm sure you are too, which is a nice little segue into... Pokemon Happy Meals. Pokemon Happy Meals. All right, you got that way right about it. <laughs> I thought, so what we're going to discuss today is we're going to discuss uh, Pokemon Happy Meals because they are making a return over in the UK. I don't know anywhere else in the world, but over in the UK. Uh, and we're going to just discuss about Pokemon events in general. As you know, as Connor's already mentioned, it's the Pokemon World Championship. So we thought we'd we kind of link these two because they are somewhat semi-related um and and maybe start with the happy meal so let's let's go back i guess what have you got any early memories of pokemon happy meals going all the way back now um not really not off the top of my head anyway yeah see i'm the same because i i i remember all the recent ones 
but I don't remember the ones from when I was a kid because I don't think it was the done thing for McDonald's. I I think it was Burger King over here. Weirdly did. enough, that 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 rings a bell. Do you remember the graveler that you that you could spin? Maybe. Oh, you're asking me to remember my childhood, mate. That's the, you're oh. you're asking for trauma. Uh, apparently, so. <laughs> apparently so. and the only reason I know about this graveler is because um one of uh, Molly's brother. Uh, actually has like a box uh, still at the mum and dad's house. And in there was a, was a graveler toy that I was like, I've never seen this before in my life. Anyway, th- through conversation, found out that it was from Burger King. It was a toy and you basically span it and then like graveler would just rotate on the spot re- really fast. I mean, in um, the 90s, like pure Pokemania, there had to have been something. I'm going to Google it now. I'm going to look it go up. Go on, go- I'm gonna, Google I'm gonna it. Look so, it up. You're going to have to buy me some time. Okay, so while uh, while Connor is uh, doing some ad hoc research, um, so for those that you do pick up the Pokemon Happy Meal, you will get four Pokemon cards, I believe one of which is a hollow. You can tell that I've done my research on this. And you get a coin, a gold coin, and a spinner, which is very similar to what they did in the um, Pokemon 24. 25 year anniversary where you could collect certain pokemon cards it was all the yes. starters did you collect any of them i didn't know because i went down to my local mcdonald's to go and try and buy some and buy some happy meals and they yeah. were like no they're gone it's like what do you mean yeah. they're gone like yeah no gone. people have come in and bought but, them yeah it's like yes. what they bought a bunch of happy meals it's like no they just bought the cards the cards because for, the, for those of you who don't know you could literally just walk in and go I'll buy 100 packs. And they'd go, right, okay, well, the 99 pence each um, and go, you know, he give us the money. Here are the card packs. To the point where it kind of ruined it for yeah. a lot of people. And then the rules slightly changed. And, like, some McDonald's would still like to go in and buy them. Some McDonald's just flat out said, you have to buy the Happy Meal. So there, there was literally news reports of people going in, buying a ton of Happy Meals, and then throwing the happy meals away, mm-hmm. like could you could, just for the card? Could you imagine that? Like th- there are just people for the that, cards, that, and none of the cards are the cards. really worth that much. No, I I'd agree. They look great, and they're a nice little novelty to have, especially with that like twenty five symbol where the the two and the five are in place of Pikachu's um, cheeks. And I so I did collect the Pokemon twenty fifth anniversary um, cards from. Uh, from there and you know what i have never ate so much junk food in such a short space of time to the point where this is this is i don't know if this is dedication or sadness like on the days i was working from home i drive to mcdonald's i would go inside buy a happy meal buy an extra pack of cards with it and then go through the drive-thru to buy another Happy Meal and another pack of cards. So I basically bought two Happy Meals, which was my dinner, to get four cards. And then I had to stop when it basically got to the point where, you know how it is with any trading card game, when you've practically completed the set, it's no longer value for money to keep buying Mm -hmm. the packs because you are just getting getting duplicates over and over again. And it got to the point where I got the, the shiny Pikachu and I thought, you know, I'm kind of done with this. I'm still missing about six, I think. And the, some of them are the hollow ones. And I just thought, to myself, you know what? I'm kind of 
kind of done with this. I need to stop, otherwise it becomes a bit of an obsession. And to be honest with you, my stomach was really struggling with how many half meals I was buying by the end of it. I can imagine. I can imagine. No, see, that's the thing. So I didn't collect them. It was right at the time when Pokemon... It was the whole Jake Paul thing. As mm, far as mm. I'm aware, like that's Pokemon yes. cards were exploding in value. There were yep. thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds worth of Charizards being sold. People were buying up um, like Shining Fates and stuff like that. Uh, Champion's Path for the Gigantamax, mm, mm. Shiny Charizard, and Charizard, things like that. Yeah. The Pokemon cards were going ballistic. And it was just, it, it was good marketing timing. But for mm. anybody who just wanted to, casually take part it was awful because it was right i can't remember whereabouts it was in covid but it was sort of earlier on i believe so i um um so i was in my new house and i moved in last february so mm-hmm. i think it was actually quite late on in in covid but i think it was not long after the second there like, it is the it's second the lockdown. second lockdown so you that was we it. were kind of in and out and we weren't sure where we were going to be at the time no because no. that's kind of when i was starting to get into the pokemon tcg anyway and i bought myself mm. a couple of decks and was going to go up to my locals and they don't exist anymore you can't do local games or if you do do local games you had to like book ahead of time and mm. book a slot and all that kind of stuff so it was a little bit of a nightmare so i i was just very avert uh, I had an aversion to taking part in anything to do with the TCG at that time, including collecting these ones from McDonald's because I, again, heard that they were just gone. You just couldn't yeah. get them. A uh, little bit of research showed up. The thing is, you Google McDonald's Happy Meal uh, Pokemon, and the first thing it says is, did you mean Burger King? Uh, so oh, it wow. seems like right. Burger King, I'm looking at an advert now where you basically had three plushies, Tiny ones oh, that came in wow. Pokeballs. So there was a Pikachu, a Meowth, and a Poliwhirl. Because remember, this was the 90s the when they still the, weren't sure yeah. whether Poliwhirl was going to be the mascot or not. Yes. Um, and then little plastic figurines of what looks like a good chunk of Pokemon. Like, maybe not all 151, but a large amount of them. A very large amount of them. Wow. I think it looks like you... all final Evos plus starters. Oh, so you would have have to spend a lot. I'd imagine, though, back in those days, you could probably just go in and, and just say to whoever it is behind the counter, um, I'll I'll buy the Charizard, the Blastoise, and you could probably just pick them out. Well, it's the way we depend- used to do it is you'd yeah. get one, and then you'd kind of turn around and be like, oh, my son's got this one. Can he got swap it for another? Yeah. yeah. And that and was it, absolutely it, it, fine to do. It was fine. It depends on who you talk to because, like, when I when I was collecting the the twenty fifth anniversary ones, I went into one of the McDonald's in town, and I w- I asked, you know, I ordered McDonald's, and said, "Oh, I'd like to buy another pack." And it was this student. He must have been a student. He, he's you know seventeen, eighteen. He's like, "Yeah, how many do you want?" I was like, "Well, how many can I have?" And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders as if to say. I only I don't work get paid here. enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't care. So I was like, uh, can I have three? It was like, yeah, sure. And he just got he just got me three back. But he only charged me for one extra. So he obviously didn't didn't care. He was like, yeah, whatever. I like whatever, just get out so I can like relax or whatever it is. It's also it depends on who you get served by. So I can kind of understand why some of these people at the start were able to just go in and just say, yeah, I'll buy however many you get and you've got and 
you know, sell them on it. The pro- that's the thing that annoys me is people that then, you know, sell them on it at, at markup. Well, value. of course, because that was the idea is you'd go in, you'd yeah. buy the whole crate that they had, mm. basically, knowing that you could shift the p- shiny Pikachu or whatever you had mm. yeah. um, for massive amounts of money quickly because people want it now because we live in a like immediate gratification society nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you've bought out all the stock, so nobody else is being able to get them. So you set the price yeah. for them shift yeah. them really quickly and then because there's actually loads of them out there the price plummeted all of a sudden because that was the yeah. other thing none of these mcdonald's cards were particularly rare no like no, you they, had they, equal chances i'm pretty yeah. sure yes. again i am talking off the top of my head so if i get some things wrong that's understandable but i'm pretty sure there was no real uh over the, over than the pikachu yeah oh the, the pikachu was slightly rarer from my understanding and from my just general buying of the the happy meals to try and get it. the 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 pikachu one i got one of and i must have spent about i don't know 50 60 quid something like that wow okay whereas uh yeah a bit overkill uh, whereas the other ones the other shiny ones the, the, like, because you got a shiny with every pack, which meant you had a basically, or other than the Pikachu. So take the Pikachu out. You had a one in twenty. Yeah, there was fifty overall, and so twenty five of them were shinies. Twenty five of them weren't the shinies or the the hollows. Um, so you had a one in one in twenty four, twenty five chance, depending on how you look at it, of getting one of the the hollow ones and i got duplicate hollow hollow ones i got three of one of them like the odds weren't any different other than the pikachu and you could just find them on like facebook marketplace for example and just search for i'm looking for this one and the amount of people that were trying to shift them towards the end and get rid of them um some for ridiculous prices some for some for quite low and that um, was always the difference. You'd, you'd know the difference between somebody who's like bought all these as a speculative yeah. purchase and those who were like, I need them off the bottom of my car floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, uh, I've, I've made a huge mistake. I just want to get rid of these now. So would you be more likely to maybe buy them if they went, and I know they won't now, and I'm kind of glad about this, if they went back to the plastic toys? I don't think they're that bad. I mean, I again, I don't do Happy Meal toys or anything anymore. I'm a little no, bit big no. for that now. But they <laughs> yeah, did <I'm> <laughs> kind of go down in quality. Weirdly enough, one of the one of the ones I remember most distinctly was they did Sonic toys for a little bit, which were like yeah. little um handheld computer games, and they weren't they weren't anything impressive. They were all dot matrix stuff. So we're mm. talking about weaker than a Game Boy kind of thing. But they were good fun. You had loads of those yeah. that were just fun yeah. things to play with. And I think I don't think they've ever done anything as good as that. Like I a lot of the little plastic toys now, because I'm looking at these from the Burger King ones, and yeah. they do look like nice little figures that would hold yeah, up and you quality. could just stick them on a stick them on your desk, stick them in front of you, mm. stick them on shelves behind you, and they'd look pretty good. There's decent quality mm. to them. Whereas yeah. nowadays it's all built by the lowest bidder in china and yeah. painted as quickly as possible well, and yes just so while trash. it's funny that you, it's funny that you mentioned that because um so my daughter th- this was i think this was one of the last times that mcdonald's did plastic toys because they're moving or they've moved away over here at least from plastic toys now they they give things that are more environmentally friendly and mm-hmm. um, pokemon cards just fit into that because they they are cardboard basically so it's quite easy for them to justify that mm-hmm. but my daughter got a kyoga um 
that you can put in the water and it sucks up the water, you press its head and it squeezes the water out. And you know what? The quality of that is better than the official minifigure that I got with Brilliant Diamond. That was it's, awful, it's, wasn't it? It was absolutely terrible. Like, it's still, I've left it in the packet, not because I'm thinking, oh, this might be worth something, because I'm that embarrassed to show it on my shelf because the paint job on it is absolutely terrible. How is it that a, that a Kyogre from a $1.99 Happy Meal is better quality and more fun to play with, to be quite honest with yeah, you. Yeah, because you can then, play with it rather than just yes. it sits on a base. It sits on, yes. And that's uh, the thing, because it's got a base, you can't even like, ha-ha, it walk towards you. Or, yeah. <laughs> yes. Can't do, can't do anything with it, unfortunately. Um, but I, I've got a feeling that I think McDonald's with the Happy Meals and the Pokemon cards... It's a win-win for Pokemon and McDonald's, and it's something that we're probably going to get once a year, I reckon, if not more. You reckon once a year? You reckon it will be like Monopoly now? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think 100% once a year, Pokemon trading card games to tie in with, you know, whatever the latest game is, 25-year anniversary, 30-year, 35, 40. Like, th- this is just an ongoing thing now. Every- and I-, I had me fun with the last one, with the 25th anniversary, I'm not doing it again. I can't afford and my stomach can't handle to. No, you don't need to be eating that much junk food. Please. No, no, de- definitely not. You've got to fit um, into a suit in a couple of days. <laughs> Hold on, I've got, a fun, <laughs> I've got a fun thing to tell you about this. I've got to tell you about this. So I'm quite proud that I've managed to fit into a 34 regular. Okay? Nice. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. How I managed to do that is my mum used to be a very good seamstress. Uh, so she has managed to, you know, um, I don't know how she's done it, but she's managed to, apparently all trousers have a little bit of give in it. So if you, if you are a seamstress, you can open it up, stretch it out a little bit and then re-sew it. So she's managed to do that. And now the 34 regulars are slightly too big. So I've had to buy a belt. <laughs> so they've gone from being slightly uncomfortable, a bit too tight around the waist to, oh, these are, these are quite you know, snug now. So the diet has officially gone out the, the window over the last two days because I'm like, well, I can fit in them. I, I know I can fit in them. So I'm quite happy with that. So yeah, <laughs> nice little, nice little aside there. What, um, like? should we, what am I like? Should we get back on track then and talk about the uh, this year's Pokemon World Championships? We can do, if you so like. I don't, I don't want to rub it in because you're not going. I well yeah, Moles Moles did say oh the the you know don't 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 let it stop you from going if you really want to go and then I said well it's, the dates are actually over our wedding she was like yeah you're not going yeah you're like, not going yeah that was, I wasn't going to go don't worry but I I could have gone on the Thursday and I was half tempted but then just trying to get tickets was a, a nightmare. nightmare they were gone they were gone within fifteen minutes they they just absolutely flew by and if if I was free for the full four days I'd feel a lot more gutted but one day would it have been worthwhile for me to travel all the way from you know the west midlands all the way down to london for one day and Probably if you're not. only going on the thursday the most important thing happening on the thursday is the opening ceremony where hopefully we're going to see like new vgc releases maybe some more news on scarlet and violet which i'm both happy about and not happy about because yeah. it means i'll have to maybe do some work <laughs> whilst, yeah. oh, whilst I'm no. there oh, no. I might have to sort of grab Lewis and be like yo you need to film me real quick and we'll do a little live upload of yeah. uh, this news that's just come out because uh, we'll yeah. be the first ones to see it but like mm. the opening ceremony is at 9 in the morning and you have to go pick yeah. your tickets up from the Excel Center as well 
And if you've oh, ever been to wow. a Comic-Con or anything in the Excel yes. Center, the queuing there takes forever. And the doors what don't time? open until 8. What time are you getting there, then? So that's the thing. The doors open at 8. The opening ceremony is at 9. We really want to be at the fr front end of the queue for when the doors open. So we're looking Oof. to get there for like 7, half 7-ish. Yeah. Which means leaving yeah. Tommy's at like half five maybe oh. half five six o'clock oh that's a long day that is a long day it is gonna be a but long hope day hopefully worth it so the first day is basically just trailers trailers galore releases just to get people excited well no so again this is oh. world championships so okay. you have what in the first two days i believe is what's called swiss which is your so it's gonna be pokemon go uh, yeah. Pokemon VGC, which is the games, double battles, mm -hmm. uh, TCG, which is the card game, and Unite is there this year as well. So okay. what you've got is a lot of people who have qualified for Worlds, but they then need to break them down so that you have your bracket going into, like, that will break you down to the final. There's a lot okay. of competitors to get through mm. to figure out who actually gets to compete in the brackets, if that makes sense. Okay, right. So you go through something called Swiss, which is basically you play so many games throughout your day. Everybody will play so many games. You'll just get matched up. And it's your win-loss ratio at the end of the day. Oh, okay. So, okay. That's, so that's the first couple of days. Right. Obviously, the most interesting things happen on the Sunday, which is the finals. And they, I'm pretty sure I've had a look at the schedule and they've broken it down so that no final... Uh, overlaps another oh that's so you, great so you oh, can watch okay. the vgc final followed by the tcg final followed by the unite final followed by the go final i don't know if it's in that order but that's the kind of the concept that they've gone for and that's yeah. really cool because that's a big yes. thing on the sunday um and of course it, it gets interesting because you'll have built up stories and stuff over four days Mm, like you'll mm. have seen little people you'll see people who have gone into like the losers bracket and worked their way all the way back up and now they're in the final and oh it's all oh, these two and the thing is with sports and especially with like esports and things like that knowing the rivalries going in is always more interesting so yeah. knowing that it's like oh well this is somebody who has made it to the final three years running but has never managed to clinch it and now they're in the final again there's a lot at stake all of a sudden Mm, mm. so learning those stories over the couple of days the commentators on these events are always fantastic um i know a couple of them i've listened to a lot of their youtube stuff i love love the way they do stuff i think um ptcgo no wrong ptcg radio i'm pretty sure uh wassy good old wassy is doing tcg commentary i believe um Aaron, I'm terrible with names. I think it's Aaron. I've, anyway, there is somebody else who's in VGC who's doing the commentating. I've listened to him a lot. It's great. And like they're very good at giving you this in-depth knowledge and things. Because I've always said with esports, it's very difficult to kind of, with something like a normal sport, with football, for instance, mm. we've all tried to do sport. We all know how hard sport is to do. We yep. can see somebody throw a really long pass and be like, that took skill. 
to get that as accurate as it yeah. was and as far as it was. We can see somebody uh, kick a ball and it go in the goal from like the halfway point and everybody goes mad because we've all tried to do it and it's really hard to yeah. do. Esports is difficult because unless you really understand the mechanics of the game, you don't necessarily know how complex things are to pull off and therefore how oh, yeah. impressive it is that they get pulled off. Yes. And when you're trying to, like, especially with things like, so take VGC, take the double battles in the actual games, right? Because we've all played Pokemon at this point. If you're listening to this podcast and you've not played a Pokemon game, I highly <laughs> recommend it. I highly recommend it. They're good fun. We, we talk about them on a weekly basis. We love this franchise that much. Um, but we know the mechanics kind of thing. But there's mm. a lot of intricate interactions that maybe we don't understand. Maybe Definitely, maybe some yes. casual uh, observers will know that, you know, Im Intimidate, it lowers the attack yeah. stat. Well, did you know in doubles, it lowers the attack stat of both Pokemon, and it does it every time you switch in. Well, that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting to know. But it's more interesting to know that it's just lowered the attack stat of their main physical attacker. But it's also then paired with somebody. And, like, there's so much interaction that goes on with Pokemon that unless you have a good commentator literally telling you step by step this is what's happening this is why they've made the play they've done you can kind of follow it fully yeah and that's why most of these commentators and it's the one thing i love about esports like I, I i know they technically do it in sports as well where it's like ex-athletes will usually commentate yeah. um mm -hmm. rather than just like sports journalists and that but it's the same thing with this where it's going to be like most of the people who comment on vgc are people who have played vgc at a world-class level they know what they're yeah. talking about and they yes. follow the game and they are in that kind of mind space of the other players. I'm, I'm really excited. I, so I'm, I'm a bit good that I'm not going now that you've just gone through all that because having things broken down to you now, TCG, I'm, I'm quite, I know what I'm doing in TCG and the, the actual video games, for the most part, I know what I'm doing. There might be some, you know, strategies out there that I, I, I look at and go, what was that about? And then they explain, I'm about, oh, okay, I'm really excited about that and, and understanding it. The two that I would love to watch live and hear the commentary on are Unite and Go. Unite because of just how new it is to get an understanding of, you know, do these people know what they're talking about? letting them explain some of the more detailed um you know technical aspects of the game that i'm still not sure and i think pokemon unite has a lot that's kind of maybe i'm not looking in the right places but information that is hidden or not explained very well and it's done done on purpose maybe um and having someone going okay so actually they have gone off and done this for whatever reason it might be, because we know that you're supposed to go to Dreadnought the bomb and then rotate up to the Rotom. And I would love to hear someone like explaining that in more detail. But I think the one that I'm probably least excited, I was I was least excited to watch until you've just explained about the commentary scene is Pokemon Go, because that yep. has the most simplistic gameplay mechanics out of anything there. But I'm interested to see how they turn Pokemon Go into a tournament, to be quite honest with you, because literally on on you know on on the surface you could just go, well you just tap. You you just tap. Well there's not because it's a case of okay, which Pokemon do you do you bring? What moves do they have? Because you can only have one one um 
one short or quick attack and one heavy attack unless you unlock an extra attack which if um, you're world class level you definitely have you you need to uh, but then it's a case of well what what moves have you given it to give it diversity do you um you know what in what order do you send them out at what point do you swap them in and out oh your opponent is about to use an attack well do you put up a barrier thinking okay they're an electric type i'm a water type but on the flip side they might have a really quick powered move that isn't electric and if you go blowing one of your barriers straight off the bat expecting that electric move when they haven't done that because they are trying to deliberately bait you into using your 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 barriers your shields as quickly as possible and it's not just that the amount of time that will have gone into these players having to go out and find or hatch pokemon and trade them to try and get the perfect EVs or the perfect stats. I'm not sure how what wording is yeah, used. Yeah, your, your star Go, rating is all the yes, way up. You, You've you, got max you, stats. Yes, you want a perfect, you know, three-star Pokemon with maximum stats and attack, defense, and HP, which, let me tell you, I've been playing Pokemon Go since it came out. I have eight perfect stat Pokemon. That is it. And I've you got know one. what? Which one is it? Do you know? I've got a, an Alolan Sand Slash that's perfect. That's not too that's not too shabby. See, I've got a couple of perfect ones. Some of them are absolutely just rubbish. One of them's a, a Ledian. Like w- like I, I you wouldn't take that to a tournament, would you? No. So that that's their mindset is they could get a perfect Pokemon and then look at it and go, Well, I can't bring that's a tournament. So is there some people that that are going into that tournament thinking, okay, I wanted a perfect Pokemon, but it's got perfect in attack and defense, and it's one stat off in HP. But you know what? That's good enough based on the Pokemon it's going in with and the, the moveset that it's been given. And like things like some of the Pokemon are more defensive, regardless of the stats. So, so for example, Stunfisk can take an absolute battering from some Pokemon, as I've learned when I'm playing Pokemon Go, whereas some Pokemon are so fragile, but... If you can switch them in at the right time and use one of their heavy attacks, it will one-shot most things. It's going to be great to see. I'm really excited now for Pokemon Go tournament just to see how it functions. Yeah, there's there's than, two things than I, as you've been talking. I because I much in the same way as you, I wasn't that excited about Pokemon Go mm, until you mm. started talking about it, and now I'm like, yeah, actually, there's a lot I could learn here because I don't know the meta of Pokemon Go at all. No, no, like I kind. I kind of know VGC. I kind of know what is good and what isn't. I know TCG. Yeah. I've been following that closely recently. I know the meta. I know that everybody's really playing Palkia. There was uh, Flying Pikachu that came up a lot uh, after NAIC. And, you know, Mew VMAX is always a threat and always something you got to play around. And there's a couple of other ones as well, but they're like the big ones that you really need to look out for. And people will be playing around that. So I kind of know what's going on over there. I have no idea about the meta in Pokemon Go. I have no idea how it works. Um, That'll be fascinating to watch. The other thing is as well, Pokemon Go and Unite are brand new for this world Mm. championship as far as I'm aware. And it's the first time Pokemon, competitive Pokemon is in real time. Yes. If you think about it, VGC and TCG, it's I take my turn, then you take your turn. Then I'll take Mm. my turn and you take your turn. And now it's like, no, it's all happening right now. So it's going to be a very different atmosphere between these different games. You know, the more slow, methodical, you can see the cogs turning to, I am doing this right here, right now, going as fast as possible. 
it's going to be, oh, it's going to be so different. And the thing is, the level of play is obviously higher at a world championship, naturally. But the style of play is different as well. So you take Unite. Have you ever watched like a Unite tournament? Um, No, I haven't. I've watched MOBA tournaments and watching a MOBA played live by a professional team is very different to just watching general people plate in terms of them making decisions or doing things that in a normal game, you'd be like, why are you doing that? But in the meta of a competitive mm -hmm. game, it makes sense for what they're doing. So again, when I was following Unite closely, so close to when it came out, my knowledge on Unite is not as strong as it used to be. But way back when, when they were doing tournaments and stuff then, so the meta used to be a case of you'd have an attacker and a defender up top, and then you'd have an all-rounder and a supporter down mm -hmm. bottom, and then there was an attacker in the jungle because yeah. Cinderace was just broken, and that was kind of how you play, and your attacker would rotate down for Dreadnought, and then you'd kind of play like that. That was the meta. It, with, it, within ranked play, That's that was what you hoped for. That was a good team you were with if they all played that way. However, in competition at the time, it was actually completely different. You'd run your supporter and your all-rounder at the top lane rather than the bottom lane. And you'd run your attacker and defender down bottom. And it would be the supporter who would rotate down and you'd just leave Lucario at the top, just on their yeah. own. And they would just hold yeah. the lane and you'd be Lucario versus Lucario. And then everybody would yeah. rotate around and then, and then they would all move as a group together. And you'd go from yes. Dreadnought up to Rotom. And then from Rotom, yeah. you'd kind of split up again and then you'd do it again. You'd come down for Dreadnought and everybody would rotate for Rotom. So it's a very different style of game at a professional level than it is even at the highest level of rank. Yes. It's just I, a different game entirely. I think I think with Unite, people... I think there's, there's two classes of players. There's the players that play casual, and, you know, they might have dipped their feet in some MOBAs here and there, but but that's not typically what they play. They're, they're here for Pokemon Unite because it's Pokemon. But then you have the, the professional players that have played MOBAs before and have pulled across some of the tactics and the ways you play in other MOBAs. Like most MOBAs that I've played have a solo lane because typically you have three lanes in other MOBAs, whereas Pokemon Unite, you don't. You have two lanes and a jungle. So it's interesting to see that some people have gone, okay, well, if we solo on one lane with a Pokemon that we know can probably hold its own, they might not be able to score up on the top or bottom lane, but they can hold it. Yeah. And then it gives three other players with support from the jungler to just absolutely swamp the other the other lane which is already outnumbered and as we know if you if you if you go to the jungle first and someone else doesn't steal your pokemon your jungler will be overpowered and can typically with support just wreck whatever lane it decides to go to so i'm i'm really interested to to watch i'm just looking up actually like when you can watch them and how to watch them so they've got they're multiple... all streamed as well Yes. So, so the entire weekend is being streamed. So even if you haven't got tickets, you can watch. You can watch, yeah. So there are streams on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, on Twitch, but there's different Twitch channels. So it's twitch.tv forward slash Pokemon. And then, um, so that is for VCG. For TCG, it's twitch.tv forward slash Pokemon TCG. And then Pokemon Go and Unite follow a similar formula where it's twitch.tv forward slash Pokemon Go or Unite, depending on which one you want to watch. Uh, and there's also Pokemon Tournament DX. Oh, of course uh, there is. I completely forgot about Pokemon because which nobody plays it. Which I'd love it. to watch. Um, uh, so I love that game. I, just, I haven't got it, but I love it. Um, and that's I, the problem. I'm just going to throw yes, it out there. That is a yes. problem. We should have supported 
Pokemon DX yes, or have. Pokken a lot more than we did. That's that's yes. us as a community, by the way. Um, because it's a great... Like, if you haven't played it... Um, the only reason I managed to play it is it came out... It, they, they did a free weekend where you could download it and play it. So me and my daughter had several matches. You couldn't have play the full roster, but you had about six Pokemon off the top of my head that you can play with. Honestly, one of the most fun Pokemon games put together. I'm not a huge fighting... Um, a, a fighting gamer like doesn't really appeal to me. I can, I will happily play with other people if they're like, if we're just hanging around. It's like, you fancy playing a fighting game? Yeah, okay then. Um, but Pokemon tournament is just something different about it. To watch Pokemon fights in a fully 3D environment where you can go forward, back, left, and right, and run around. Um, you know, you can block attacks. You can mix up your attacks. Some of the Pokemon Mega Evolve as well during battle and they stay mega evolved that's their power up it's oh it's such and it's a gorgeous. fantastic game it oh it, it's one of the best looking pokemon games in my opinion i don't actually know what it probably is the best looking pokemon game because the, the because they haven't got a huge amount of pokemon in it they yeah. can really put the time in to make the pokemon textures look like real pokemon they look amazing and it's really funny you know a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that brilliant diamond shining pearl fan trailer mm. 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 where like you were running around with the empoleon yeah. and you were fighting the infernape and stuff was like that, that based on poken no it wasn't but oh. it was it was an interesting comment i read on there which is like oh everybody loves this but none of you have played poken you want yes. you want real time you want real time combat says someone who's never played poken in their life it's yeah. like, uh, yeah. you got me you got yeah. me recommend if you can pick it up i'm waiting for it to drop below a certain price point so i can go okay i can justify because i've got that many switch games already that i don't play um that i can't really go out and buy them at higher price points but of course nintendo you can only get them on nintendo so they kind of got you, you you've got to pay what they're you know what they're signing for unfortunately see the um, thing is actually weirdly enough pokemon's one of the ones you can show up and you can compete in Oh, you could just turn up and play. Everything else you had to qualify for. There are qualifiers at World Championships for Pokémon. Oh, because I should have come along. That, just because that few people have signed up for it. Oh, wow, really? Oh, Again, this, is, this is kind of what I've read and what I'm aware of, but yeah, it's uh It's Ooh. it's not I think it's the last time they're doing it as well. I think I read that somewhere. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a, that is a shit. Well, hopefully this stuff like this bringing it to a tournament hopefully gets people involved and um, that's one that i'm definitely interested I, i'm i'm going to have to um go back and watch these on twitch at some point i think just to just maybe even if i just go back and watch the the semi-finals and the finals maybe um just so i can you know get, get a bit bit of the atmosphere because i am going to to miss it um i guess that brings us on to if they do more events like this are you going if they're in the uk yeah yeah now to be fair i didn't think we were ever going to actually see worlds in the uk because it was supposed to happen in 2020 oh was it it was supposed to happen in 2020 and then it got delayed because of covid and then it was yes. supposed to happen in 2021 but it got delayed because of covid we're now seeing it and it's it's really interesting we haven't had a world championships for three years which actually, it, it, it sounds like, oh no, what a shame, but it's actually massive for the game. So for mm. instance, you take VGC. Um, I was watching a video by Wolfie recently who went over the fact that like, because we've not had a world championships 
um, especially for like VGC, which is where he specializes. People who have been playing Pokemon Sword and Shield haven't mm. had a World Championships in Sword and Shield. And what players oh, wow. at high levels do is, sure, they'll take like teams and meta evolves as as it's standard, but mm. lots of tricks and lots of plays and lots of really odd pulls come out at World Championships. You think, mm. for instance, Pachirisu, right? Nobody respected yes. Pachirisu, but Pachirisu... Somebody bought it to a final, didn't they? Somebody won World Championships with a Pachirisu <laughs> yes. because it had Follow Me, and it was able yes. to like redirect a lot of attacks. Now, suddenly, the whole meta is people are, or more casual players are looking at Follow Me a lot more. Same thing mm. happened with uh, Tornadus. No, uh, Thunderous. So Thunderous was always ran back in Gen 5 as a sweeper, as a really fast mm. attacker. Until it was taken to the World Championships, and the finalist and winner of the World Championships played it as a support Pokemon, pl played it with Prankster Thunderwave and, and uh, Swagger and things like that, and just made it a menace. And then after that, nobody played, nobody really played Thunderous as an attacker anymore. It was always that support run. So the World Championships are where these really odd and fascinating tech that people have come up with come out, and it changes the meta forever. We haven't had any of that yet with Sword and Shield because we've never had a world championship with these games out. That's going to be interesting because obviously we have Dynamaxing in, in that game as well. Mm -hmm. It'd be interesting to see how that impacts and some of the plays that happen with that because there are certain moves that function differently when you are targeting someone and they Dynamax. Um, yep. I've had it where um, typically they are moves that rely on weight or size and suddenly they're not effective or they do something differently and it's really going to be interesting to see how that plays out because obviously the the dynamax and uh moves that you have they impact play in terms of you know setting up fields or boosting attacks or lowering defense or what whatever it might be so it's going to be really interesting to see how that pans out well the different what pokemon sorry I mean to cut you go off. On. Carry on. No, no, go, no. You go on. I, I right. kind of sorry. The, the 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 three championships, the three world championships you would usually get in a game's life cycle, are different formats as well. So you have okay. regional decks only. Yeah. National decks. National decks with legendaries. Right. We the only one we're getting in Sword and Shield is national decks with legendaries. So oh. what that means is like everybody's team has to be based around these super duper pokemon right yeah so kyogre and and this is oh, this is amazing as well this is, the first, this, is, this is the first vgc world championships in forever that hasn't had megas or uh primal reversions so primal groudon and primal kyogre were like things to base your entire team around Mega Rayquaza was something to base your team around. Yes. Mega, uh, you know, these, these were your uber plays that everybody had to think about when they were going in. Now that's not a thing. There are no, mm. uh, there is no primal reversion. Groudon and Kyogre are still very powerful Pokemon, mm, always yes. have been, but they're not as powerful as they have been over the last however many years of championships. Uh, Rayquaza is not as powerful now that it doesn't have a Mega. But now you've got things like Zacian, who can't Gigantamax, but does more damage to Dynamax Pokemon, and it's very yes. steel typing, and it has one of the most broken abilities in all of the game, and it's the number one pick. And if Zacian doesn't win World Championships, I will be surprised. 
Mm. It's going to be interesting to to watch this. Um, and of course, for for people that are playing, there are prizes available. Do you know how much the number one team who wins Pokemon Unite will get? Go on. 100,000. So divided by five, it's $20,000. Could you imagine that? For, yeah. But that's the thing. It didn't didn't used to be that way. This has been, things have been getting more and more um prizes have been getting larger and larger over the years as esports is becoming more valuable and things like that and realistically pokemon should be an esport that agrees has a lot of recognition it kind of doesn't and i think that's half the reason why unite is a thing because like the league of legends and the dota championships are huge huge. yes like granted mostly in korea but they're huge Mm mm-hmm so I wouldn't be surprised if Unite was maybe one of the most viewed championships there this year. Well, it's got that nice, nice, um, you know, that Venn diagram. Or it's one of the things that attracted me to it was, well, I like Pokemon, I like movies, and then smack bang in the middle is Pokemon Unite. So it would attract people that are maybe, you know, League of Legends fans, Dota fans, whatever it might be, smart, um, and then look at that and go, it's a Pokemon MOBA. Well, I'm not really interested in Pokemon, but I am interested in MOBA, so let's take a look. And there is a lot that goes on under the, the hood of Pokemon Unite. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to just see how how this event pans out. And honestly, I'm missing this one. I hope we get another one in the next couple of years that I can Unlikely. go along to. Oh, I, I will um, be brutally okay. honest with you. This oh. is the first time it's come to the UK in our lifetime. <sighs> which is annoying because when I looked online and just trying to look up events that are going on, there's a lot of unofficial Pokemon events that you can go along to, most of them Pokemon TCG. Um, and when I was looking at the UK and what's available, UK gets grouped with Europe, which is really annoying because mm-hmm. it's like, well, we're technically our own thing, but I can understand why the company does that because they've got to alternate between you know, how, how many you know, different countries around the world, unfortunately. So, oh, that's a little bit disappointing that we might not get one for a while. Decades. Great. Yeah, it's great that we can watch them online. So that probably explains why it sold out so quickly then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you've got the other thing as well. I think, have we spoke about the last time we had a Pokemon Center in London? Um, I don't know if we have. I know that it was... We had one a couple of years back, didn't we? Like it a pop-up was, one that yeah. was... Because I They I trialed was going it, down, basically, yes. was the idea. And then they decided, actually, you know what? We'll just we'll give them an online store. That's what we've yeah. got in the UK. We have an online store for... It's not the same as it is being able to go. I mean, if it's going to work anyway, it's going to work in London. The only reason I couldn't go is when, when I, I was going down to London anyway, but where it was was nowhere near where I was going on, on business. So I couldn't really sneak away or go before or go after the 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 work event that was on because it was a full day. You know, be there, be there at nine, and you don't leave till seven. Half and seven. that's and because you, you were queuing to... for six to eight hours. Yeah, and you have to still have to like get the train back and everything like that. So in the end, I was like, as much as I want to go, it wasn't worth the efforts and the extra miles that I'd have to have to go unfortunately but i honestly going the pokemon um pokemon sense will be absolutely amazing 
Well, they have one at the championships, and because of the way it went down in London before with people queuing forever, basically, and then getting into the store and going, there's nothing left. Um, yeah. It's it's now a case of you have to book your slot ahead of time. So we booked a group slot kind of thing, and the four of us have all booked in to go together, and we've got a time slot where we show up and we go, yeah, I'm allowed in now kind of thing. Or you do a virtual queuing on the day. Because the other thing is they're still trying to work around COVID regulations. Which oh, is really? which, oh, wow. Well, of course, yeah. It's it's still a thing. And when you have a big event, yeah, yeah, yeah. they try and make sure it's as safe as possible for everybody there. So yeah, oh, virtual queuing and time slot management. It's going to be interesting to see how it works. I've got, I found a map of the Pokemon Center layout and it, oh my it god just, it needs a map it needs a map it's <laughs> massive man like you've got like the whole right side is basically just a queuing section and you queue underneath a giant what looks like an inflatable pikachu hanging from the ceiling oh that's amazing oh, and wow. you go through and there's a bunch of merch like they and oh hang on right i will get up this and i will tell you the names they have given these places because they've got like little sections um okay. for different stuff so there's like um lots of different clothing brands and stuff have um their own specific area and then there's just an entire section that's just for all plushes like you go through it and it, and it says oh here you can buy skateboards here you can buy uh tcg stuff and deck boxes here you can buy shirts and stuff and then you get one section that just says all plush and it's like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that's wow. just all plushed there but oh. the names that they've given these places you have like crabby road <laughs> i love this yeah custom house it's like pokemon monopoly this is south blazer kensington oh wow oh that's clever that's clever savile rowlet <laughs> and of course windham bridge Oh yes, yes, yes. It yes, they had to. They had. You'd be disappointed, wouldn't you, if they didn't reference the Galar region in, in considering course. it's based in London. Oh, that's a that's amazing. Is there anything you're keeping your eye on? Is there anything that you go into the Pokemon Center and you're like, I I need this. I want this. So no, nothing I can think of. It. Oh, that's a lie. If they have a hat, right? I've been after Leon's hat forever since I saw it in the yeah, game. It's a good like hat. his it's his sexy. flat cap yes. with the crown on the bottom of it. Yeah, I want that. If they have that, I will buy that in an instant. I want that hat. Um, anything else? I'm not sure. Uh, see, I'm really bad. When I went to like Comic Con and things like that before, I will walk around all weekend and pick nothing up because right. I'm not. I'm really bad. I'm not frugal with money, but I have issues with like spending money on me. Mm -hmm. So I, I I'm one that. of these people who's like, I'm really good to buy for for my birthday because I will tell you like, buy this. I really want this, but I will never mm -hmm. spend my money on it. It yes. will make me really happy. But I can't justify spending my money on it. It's not a lot of money, but it's more money than I would pay for that, even though I really want it. You know that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And I know full well that the stuff at the Pokemon Center is going to be that kind of level where it's like, yeah, that's a little bit more than I would want to pay for that. But I know it's going to match the level of happiness it will give me. But yes. fighting that inner turmoil of just like, oh, I don't need it, though. But I want it. But I don't need it. But I want it. And oh. I've got a bunch of money put aside for this. I have money to spend. I have been okay, saving good, up good, ever good, since good. I knew this was happening, like, to go. 
but I know I'm going to have to like beat myself into buying some stuff. Yeah, treat. I think you have to treat yourself. I'm the opposite for like birthdays and stuff because because I'm like, well, before having to save for a wedding, I was like, yeah, if I wanted something that I saw, it was a bit geeky or you know a little toy or something like that. I I just yeah, you know what? Once a month, I'll treat myself to it to a little something. Um, if I was going to the Pokemon Center, I would have to get either something that's from the Meganium line, like a plushie or something like that, or if there was something that was only available there. Yeah, I would go. Yes, I need to get this because I might not be able to get it elsewhere. It might not ever be available, or if it is available, chances are I'm having to go on eBay or something like that to try and get it at a marked up price. And there are there are a bunch of London World Championship special stuff. There's like Pikachu in uh, like Royal Guard outfit. I think there's a Roserade oh, in Royal wow. Guard outfit as well. Wow, wow, wow! Oh my god, I want, I want so much. Right, okay. Um, let's. Let's move on to Pokemon Go Fest 2022 if we're talking about Okay, events, talking yeah? about events, crack on. Yes, so for those of you who don't know, um, Pokemon Go every now and again does, I say every now and again, it seems like it's once a month at, at the moment, do an event where you can you can turn up um, and um, go around an area, uh, typically with Pokemon Go stands and, and staff helping out, and you get a variety of bonuses, such as you know increased chance of encountering shiny Pokemon, exclusive special research, bonus raid passes, you can meet up with other people and, and, and everything else. Unfortunately, where we live in the UK, we don't really get these. In fact, we don't, we don't get these, unfortunately. But you can, for $10.99, you can play anywhere in the world, but only on that day between 10 and 6. Now, this frustrates me a little bit because I want to... I'm not typically the kind of person that, when they do community days, I don't go out and, and do community days, to be quite honest with you, because where I am, there's not a huge... You know, there are people that play and trying to get people together to do raids is an absolute nightmare. I tried to do that, you know, joining various groups for, on Facebook and Discord and just you turn up sometimes. There wouldn't be enough people. The raid would fail. You think, well, I've just wasted, you know, 20 minutes driving out here to do this. So I kind, kind of gave up on it. However, if there was some kind of Pokemon Go Fest closer to me, thinking Birmingham, Manchester, both big cities, maybe not compared to some of the cities in, you know, the United States. Yeah, it's not New York, here, but... not. But over here, they are still large and they would attract... The great thing about the UK compared to the USA is, for the most part, everything's quite commutable. Anything's only, you know, a couple of hours away, worst case scenario. It's not like in... America, where to go from East Coast to West Coast, it takes I don't even, I don't even know how long. But I know it's a long time, forever. Um, like, but the idea yes. is that you you listen to people say like, oh, I'm 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 driving to the next state over, and it's like, oh, how long's that? Oh, like twelve, 12 hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? <laughs> you could get from the top of the UK to the bottom of the UK in twelve in, hours, yeah. depending on the transport. You would have time to spare. You could literally stop off at somewhere for an hour and have a nice, nice meal to yourself and put your feet up before traveling on. But it's just frustrating that for for a a game that is based around trying to get people out of the house, out and about, that they don't do more. And I guess part of what the frustration about that is when I've just looked online at, on the Pokemon website and you can you can search for events and there are different things that you, that you can fill to buy. But for the most part, they're all TCG. And what it looks like is, you know, um, 
businesses um, that can apply for some kind of license and therefore can then host tournaments. Oh, okay. So it got me wondering why they don't do something with similar with Pokemon Go, where they almost have, you know, they have Pokemon Go Fest. Why not? Why not have something that's regional? So then you've got the split between almost world or continent or you know country and then you have the smaller regional ones where people can go along and it's and you get you know basically that they they could work with the company it's a case of okay if you come to this event it will cost you x amount if if it would of course it cost because it's you know a pokemon company um but you would be able to get whether or not it's you know shiny pokemon or special research or bonus eggs and more than anything an opportunity to meet up with people in real life and for me maybe do some of the raids that i can't typically do i probably get to do one one of the five star raids maybe once a week and typically it's only when people that i'm I'm friends with on the game that i have no idea who they are in real life so shout out to you um invite me to raids in new york where you know they send you a raid request you jump in and instantly you've got 20 people which is a very different experience to what i have yeah over us- here. usually it's like me and my mate where yes. we'll, i'll get a phone call being like come over to the tesco's across the road i need you to yeah. help me with this raid yeah and you're waiting in the raid it counts down to 10 and then the three people that are in there all quit because they're like well i'm not wasting a raid pass on a pokemon that we have no chance of of yeah. beating um i i'd love to see more regional pokemon go events i don't know about you would that get you playing more would would you go along to them very possibly i I, again it's any chance i can have to meet up with a bunch of pokemon enthusiasts sounds like a damn good time to me agreed like even if i'm not interested like i'm i might not even play pokemon go but i know there's going to be a bunch of people there who do enjoy pokemon and i can go and talk to them yeah. That's it. That's I, all I ask for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the great... I know we're going backwards, but that's probably one of the great things about Pokemon World Championships that you're going to is you know everyone there. You instantly have something to discuss and talk about and a shared interest. Yeah. And, like, it, weirdly enough, it's like, have you ever been to a Comic-Con? No. Um, so World Championships what, is not Comic-Con, in case anybody's wondering that. It is not the same thing at no, all. No, I've wanted to, though. It's just, I haven't got many friends. It's one of the great things about doing, doing you know, Pokemon on YouTube now, is that beforehand, I wouldn't really have anyone to go with. And while I'm comfortable enough to go to somewhere on my own, there's a difference between that and... You know, buying tickets on your own, going along on your own. I'd want to dress up and then hotels and food and everything else. It's it's very, there's a lot to consider there. And it almost doesn't feel worth the effort that I would have to put in in order to go. And I wouldn't get as maximum amount of enjoyment as I would, which is one of the reasons why I'm gutted about missing Pokemon World Championships is because if I was going, well, obviously I'd be going with you lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instantly you've got people to talk to. You're meeting people in real life that you've spoken to for, you know, a couple of years. At the, I've known Tommy for two years now at, yeah. at this point and never met up. I'd love to change. I'd love to go along, but it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. I know. And we do miss you. It is a shame that you're... you're, No, genuinely, it is a shame that you're not going to be there. We were kind of really hoping you would be. Um, But again, we'll do meetups and things like that. I said to you before, you live fairly close to Lewis. So when I come up and visit him next, we'll both come down and see you and we can make that happen. You know, interestingly enough, with Worlds, 
like I, I'm in a creators group. I got put into it um, a couple of weeks oh, back. Wow. Like, oh, these are a bunch of people in there. And you're talking like all sorts of people from gaming to theories to just anything to do with Pokemon, YouTube content creation, PokeTubers, as they like to call themselves, apparently. Mm. Like they're all in there and they're all just having a great time uh, talking about what they're going to do and how they're going to meet up. And there's going to be, people going for drinks together and lots and you've got people playing in from america so there's content creators wow. there who i would never ever have thought i'd have got the chance to meet coming down and i can just hang out with them this weekend oh mate it's gonna be so good that's amazing that is absolutely that that is the great thing about these kind of events that's what they're almost there for it brings like, people together be there. yes Exactly. I absolutely love it. Um, that That's the whole, that's what I want to get across with, I think, the Pokemon Go thing is I just want more regional stuff that I can get together and really take that game to the next level because I've kind of, I've gone to the part with Pokemon Go where I'm in the same cycle of you know, battling Team Rocky, putting Mons in enough gyms to maybe every couple of months in the egg incubators and hatching the egg. It's getting a bit samey. I'm like, I need that community aspect to really take that experience to the next level yeah pokemon is about like since its very inception has been about making friends yes. and playing together that's why there's two games that's why there's red and green mm -hmm. that's why there's red and blue it's why a trading was initially implemented pokemon is meant to bring people together definitely so it'd be quite interesting i think next week to discuss your experience there if you're up for it uh yeah i mean the plan is as well that we're gonna do or me and lewis are gonna do our own vlog as well oh, i'm not really, really yeah. a vlogger it's not something i'm particularly comfortable with but mm. he, he i'm gonna bring my camera anyway i've got all my gear with me so we're gonna get nice smooth shots maybe maybe it won't be like a talking headpiece it won't be like a day-by-day -day blow it will be like uh, my own little trailer for worlds maybe i don't know we're gonna film a bunch of footage and see what i've got at the end of it so i'll be able to share my experience that way but yeah i'll i'll, I'll talk your ear off about it absolutely fantastic that sounds like it's gonna be a real journey speaking of which wait nice nice <laughs> i was wondering how you were gonna do it that was the best way you could have done it nicely done sir <laughs> thank you very much it's that time again where we continue watching pokemon journeys and discuss the latest well i said the latest not the latest but we discuss our latest three episodes and what we think of them uh the first one and i think i've got the episode number right this week episode 29 there's a new kid in town it's an episode about yamp champ i was it, always gonna love it oh and and his new friend and his new friend well are they friends well no no then they, they seem like it to start with at least to me a little bit but then obviously it's it develops and turns into a story about chloe and her jealousy around when yamper first turned up uh but let, let's go on yeah i was gonna say let's start at the beginning let's a p-dove flies into the window of chloe's bedroom now are we sure that's the case or did yamper just attack it no, viciously. no, that's not what happened. A oh, Pidove, because okay. you find this out later, a Pidove <laughs> flew into Chloe's window. It did. Because yes. it was flying away from a Fira that was attacking it. Yes. And we know it's not dead. Yampa didn't attack it because it doesn't have crossed eyes. It has the little like, swirling eyes. eyes, which means it's just, it's just fainted. 
But it is um, amazing that Yamper like drags it up the stairs, bashing its head across every step on the way up. And just I with know, the biggest my... smile on his face, like, ha, look what I got. Look at this. Look at this. Aren't you proud of me? It's like the cat bringing over a beard. You're like, Ma, I bought you a present. That's not a gift. <laughs> That's not a gift, mate. Take it, take it back, take it back. Um, so there's a few things that are also good because obviously this is an episode about Yamper and Chloe, but it does involve the the normal cast as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got Riolu training again with ash um and that kind of ties into the next episode oh are you done with that one wow no i'm not done with not done with this episode yet i'm just kind of setting i I don't want to talk about the next episode yet i don't don't, no that's fine no 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 no. that's 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 the whole thing and we will get into it but we're not there yet we're still talking about this episode about a dog and 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 his trainer who maybe is coming to the terms with the idea that she does want to be his trainer Maybe she does mm. like Pokemon. And uh, Chloe's an interesting character. We get very little, like, we get very little of her throughout this series. We've seen her a couple yes. of times so far. We get kind of her relationship with Go that they're friends. But, and we kind of know that she's a school girl, doesn't really know if she wants to go in to do anything with Pokemon, even though that's kind of what's expected mm. of her because her dad yes. is a professor. And she's kind of pushing away from that a little bit, but hasn't clearly hasn't dived into Pokemon enough to know whether she likes them or not. She just had an aversion to them. Which I like as well, because it'd be... Because we've we've got Ash and we've got Go, who are both very headstrong and know what they want in terms of Pokemon. So it's nice to have somebody in that mix who doesn't follow that that formula because then we get to see it from a new aspect. And like you said, Chloe's one of those strange ones where, you know, Ash and Go have been in, in every episode, whereas Chloe just pops in and out. And to start with, when uh, I remember when with the first episode that she appears in, she's, she's just, you know, talking to Go and doesn't seem like a major character. And then the last couple of weeks when we, we've been doing these these recaps, She's appearing more and more into it. Mm -hmm. And I know where Ash's ultimate goal is. I I know where Go's ultimate goal is. But I don't know where Chloe's is. And it's quite interesting to see that that that's intentional because they are developing and building towards it. Yeah, because Chloe doesn't know what her eventual goal is. And that's the dichotomy she has between the boys. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. We get a little bit of her backstory of, again, how her and Yamper met. Uh, that she was jealous of him when he showed up. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that they threw in as well. It's like, oh yeah, this was before your brother was born. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, like you weren't jealous of him, but you were jealous of the dog. Jealous of, jealous of the, the 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 next thing that that came along, and it was it's just that poor Yamper. He just wanted to love Chloe, and Chloe was jealous of it, and Chloe just asked it to go somewhere else, and which it did. It ran away. Oh, which is just, it was absolutely, it was just, oh, it was just a little bit heartbreaking, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's fine. He came back. He saved her from a bunch of Venonat when she was out looking for it. Oh, that was adorable, that one. Were, were, there, were those Venonat, like, were they ever a threat or were they just wandering through? I think they were just wandering about. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look threatening. Like, Venonat doesn't really look threatening, does it? Well, I don't know. It's a big furry gnat thing wandering towards you. I'd be terrified. I'd be terrified <laughs> now, let alone if I was like four or five. 
<laughs> so what what eventually happens is this this wild Thero makes a return, the same one that has been chasing after this this Pidulf for whatever reason. And like we did, oh, it feels like weeks ago now, Chloe gets to another chance to battle us battle alongside Yampa. Mm-hmm. Which I just love this this slow burn to Chloe just going from I, I don't really care about Pokemon to at least with Yampa almost being a not natural, but that there's something there. There's a connection that they can utilize in battle. I like the idea as well that because Yampa is clearly a family Pokemon, technically, mm, mm, but mm. it's kind of suggested to us that he will only listen to Chloe in battle because of the relationship yes. they have. Yamper loves her the most, so she's the one who has to give it the commands. And it's it's one of those odd things again where like the Pokemon anime kind of gives us hints towards how Pokemon battling works and it's all about trust and it's all about like I have faith in you and therefore I will listen to you and maybe that's why like you can't give random Pokemon orders you can't give other pokemon orders because mm. they won't listen mm. to you they will only listen to the pokemon or the person they love the most and yeah I, I i do like this idea that chloe kind of is forced into these situations where she has to do it and she's she's a lot less reluctant this time around than she was last time yes yeah she just she just almost jumped straight in she's like right okay and I've, I've done this before feeling a bit more confident which makes me wonder where this is ultimately going with with chloe because mm-hmm. we're 29 episodes in, and we and we really have got a slow burn. The fact that we are this this many episodes in, um, and we're only now starting to get Chloe's development of. I think the the narrator says at the end something along the lines of, you know, Chloe's a little bit more interested in Pokemon now. But in what regard? In what regards is she more interested in? Where where does her path? take her now i i i don't know it could go down the route of you know i want to battle pokemon alongside ash i want to catch pokemon i think this might go more down the research route potentially and you know i don't want to go oh it's just because her dad is a research but she might just be taking the long way round to going well actually i do want to research or look into pokemon but for my own reasons not because my dad does it yeah, I will be honest with you. I don't think we get a proper exploration of Chloe until next season. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty game. sure it's there. Okay. Perfect. Um have you got anything else you want to say about this? Not this episode? one. Uh oddly no. enough, uh P Dove likes sitting on Yamper's butt. That's funny because <laughs> Corgis so always have adorable yes. butts. That's just <laughs> notorious about that breed. Uh yeah, he just looks so sad. It was one of the things I was watching, like as a dog lover, I was watching them just be like, "Oh, Yamper, you look so sad with that pit of on your butt." You're you're a good big brother for keeping it there. I'm like, yeah, your dog's upset. Can you remove the thing that's upsetting it, please? Yeah, anyway. she doesn't. Yeah, they don't really clue in in Dooley. Um, but this episode is, it's a. It's not a two-parter, but there are elements that and feed into that, the next episode. Yes, yes. So I was, a, I was a bit, bit shocked to be quite honest with you. And I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. The 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 themes that are in episode twenty nine 
come up again in episode 30, but not from Chloe's perspective. Nope, but Chloe no, gets to offer her perspective on the jealousy element. So jumping ahead a little bit there. So this... let's pull it back. Oh, well, we can we can move on to the next episode. It's fine because I will just yes. start by saying the theme of jealousy and the kind of storyline they go through on this one really works in this episode. I oh, freaking does. hate the next episode. It is the worst oh, episode in the okay. entire right. series. Okay. I despise it. Okay, so is this because it kind of... If this was happening in the very first season of Pokemon, fine. you'd be okay with it. Yes, but because it's like, okay, so... Pikachu is jealous of the training that Riolu and the attention that it's it's receiving from Ash. You'd think that Pikachu and Ash have such a strong bond by now that jealousy wouldn't be not... Maybe it might be an issue because we all feel je- jealousy. It's just one of those mm-hmm. things. But but not to the point where Pikachu, lifelong companion of, of Ash, of 20-odd years by this point, runs away runs off yes that was the that was the thing that was the thing that i was a bit uh, okay right i'm not quite understand i i understand where they're going with this but it almost feels like they've had to create a problem to tie it in with the chloe like revelation oh it winds me up pikachu is a brat it's a yeah. he straight up is a brat in this episode and he- to to make him seem slightly less sort of out of the blue they ruin Ash all the way through yeah. this this podcast. I have been saying Ash is emotionally aware. He has this amazing emotional connection. He can read the emotions of Pokemon. It's really clear and he's really good at it. And he just seems oblivious to Pikachu in this episode, which has never happened before. No. And it'll never happen again. It so, just happens here and it's forced in to make this tension occur. And yeah. it winds me up. It, the, because the, the frustrating part about this is... If they'd have picked Riolu to run away, or maybe Gengar to run away, because Gengar's been abandoned previously, and Riolu's quite a new Pokemon. If it had been those Pokemon running away, and Ash trying to be more aware of it, I would have been more okay with that, because those Pokemon are quite new to, to Ash, and how he is as a person and i could understand their jealousy a lot more because they haven't been well riolu hasn't been with a trainer before it's quite young and gengar has been a, with a trainer and and has been abandoned so I, i'd i would have been okay if it had been either of those two pokemon that had ran away maybe you change the, cir- the circumstances slightly although I, th- I think it could work that you know he's tr- he's training with riolu and gengar's jealous or he's training with gengar and riolu's like Oh, I'm actually jealous about this because I want. I've been, we've been training so hard. I thought this was our our thing, and now I'm gonna run off. So I just don't understand why they chose Pikachu. Is it just because it's it's because it's Pikachu and it Pikachu, hits hardest? Yeah, because yeah. you have this friendship, and you're like, oh no, is this friendship breaking down? And I get it. No matter how close you are to someone, you can have a fight. You can fall out. People can be ignorant of how you're feeling and things like that. It happens. What winds me up is how he behaves about it. A, it's 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 a stupid, contrived reason for Pikachu to be annoyed anyway. Because Riolo and Pikachu should just be fighting each other. They should be training yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. difficult. Why is Ash training with Go's Pokemon who just are not going to be... That's not going to offer you good training. Go doesn't know what he's doing. No. So no. if you want to actually train with Riolo, you train against Pikachu or you train against yeah. the Galarian Farfetch. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So it's it it completely makes no. It's not. It doesn't pass the smell test. 
if you know what I mean. For, the for, smell for, test, go on. Yeah, go yeah heard though that it doesn't pass the it doesn't pass the sniff test. Like it just doesn't. It's it's what you're saying isn't how it is. Like, yeah. That just doesn't doesn't add up. Nothing here no, ma- and, makes and, sense. And they they it's not hard to come up with a different story that kind of might get across some similar themes. I mean, you could have had it with Go because he is a lot less emotionally mature than Ash, and you could have had it where, you know, the the Raboot maybe gets gets Charles. You could have had it where Pikachu doesn't run away. Pikachu gets bored, which I'd be a lot more forgiving of, to be honest with you, that Pikachu's like, oh, well, I'm going to go off and do something else. And then perhaps Team Rocket gets involved and, you know, Pikachu ends up getting lost and can't find his way back. And Ash is, Ash is suddenly feeling, oh, have I done this? Is there something I've done? There's a miscommunication maybe? I feel a lot better about that. But the way they went about this is 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 interesting because th- there is one pokemon that does get its time to shine in this episode and it's mr mime because it shows the character of mr mime that you know it, it's there to look after ash and the pokemon and go and everything and it takes that to the extreme of you know when pikachu runs off mr mime could just go okay right fair enough it doesn't it follows it tra- it supports it tries to stop pikachu in the first instance and tries to support it um and tries to help it get back to back to back to ash and back so to, I, well back to delia initially yes, so that's the thing yes, like when they yes. first leave mr mom's like what are you doing you need to turn around you need to go back mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. please come on everybody turn around no are we going to turn around pikachu pikachu nope. okay we're going we're going home we're going back to delia's house all right let's go and this is the bit that really winds me up as well they do this like road trip uh, yes, episode road effectively trip. Oh, with pikachu yeah. and mr mime and Pikachu, once again, is even more of a brat. It's like, oh, my legs hurt. I don't want to walk anymore. I'm going to complain this entire journey, even though you're the one who's insistent yeah, yeah, on yeah, going on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mime yeah. is here just literally to support just you. To help? And you're yeah. making him carry you on your back? Oh, yeah. it just oh, it infuriates me so much because this yeah. is not... It's character assassination. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, is I not the Pikachu that. we are aware of. It's not the one we come to know over the last 20 years. Like, it just... So there is okay. So is this just a contrived? Well, it is contrived, but it, yeah. it, 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 is it done solely because they can then tie into Chloe's lesson that she has to teach Ash? Why, Even though Ash why did we need, need it lesson. again? Well, no, you, you're right. Yeah, we kind of learned it in the. I can. Yeah, I get that because we kind of. What does the audience actually gain from experiencing this from another point of view character? Because like, like they don't, they don't... Well, Ash, Ash, Ash hasn't grown anything from this. Oh, he's going to treat Pikachu like his best friend now. He already did. Uh, he already did. There was, yes. You've literally created a problem, solved the problem in the same episode, and you've got nothing out of it. But the no. problem you caused was so infuriating that I kind of wish you just hadn't done it. Yeah, oh. I, can, I, can, I can understand. Were there any positives for you this episode? Again, Mr. Mime's good fun. Mr. Mime um, is, is loads of fun, yeah. Weirdly enough, and I'm not sure if I want to say this publicly, did, is, is, have they drawn Delia hotter now? I'm, I honestly I, don't. I honestly don't know. I didn't really look into that. I, 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 yeah, no, it's 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 a weird thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, but yeah, she, her character <laughs> design has changed. And I was like, huh, 
Okay, interesting. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for that one. I didn't really notice. Delia is always a fun character. I love seeing her. I love yes. seeing her interact with Ash. I like the little yes. song that she sings, the lullaby. That's oh, good fun. Yeah, it's adorable. And Ash then sings it into, into Pikachu at the end of the episode, which mm-hmm. is, is adorable. Uh, I did like the, So that was one of the highlights for me. Um, seeing Ash sing that that lullaby to Pikachu and that that bond there. Not that we needed everything else that came beforehand for that. Um, another couple of highlights is Ash shoots up to rank 901 after beating mm-hmm. an Electro Bus, so he's, he's getting there. And one thing that, that I found hilarious, but in a really disturbing way, is Mr. Mime attempts to stop a car in order to hitchhike, and it yeah. doesn't work. What works, yeah. though... Is Pikachu twerking? And I'm not joking. This isn't me, like, stretching the imagination or, you know, turning something into a bit. I'm not joking. Pikachu twerks to stop a car. And it works. That's the weird part. It yeah, works. Its butt is drawn real shiny and it, like, yes. uh, wiggles it. Like, and it's uh, like, um... What's this? Why? And, like, is that this? is that supposed to be the thing of, like... Because I've seen it in other anime. I've seen it. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is probably one of the ones I've seen yeah. it in most recently where it's like, oh, the guys try and hitchhike and then they go and hide and the girl tries to hitchhike and gets picked up immediately and then the girl, the guys reveal themselves like, hi, we're here too. And it's like, <laughs> that's really creepy that that's yeah. a thing that is coming up more. And yeah, I can understand that yeah. you're saying like, nobody wants to pick up a Mr. Mime because they're a little bit creeped out and it might be like a serial killer. But Pikachu is kind of adorable, so people will give Pikachu a lift. But it, it but it twerked. It turned around Twitch, and it flashed yeah. his flashed yeah. his butt. It's like that's you could you, you could have had this. I don't know because you could like, have had the if, same. Even if you're saying like, oh, it's waving its tail in the air yes. as like that's its that's its way yes. of flagging things down. Fine, but that's but not what happens. No, uh, no, no, it's not. It literally twerks. Like you could have got the same the same effect by literally having pikachu just like you know there on the side of the road ears down sad puppy dog eyes like that would have yep would have worked as well so why, why the twi- anyway right should, should we move on to the next episode yes which isn't quite as infuriating episode 31. I, w- I will i will leave one last thing that is literally on, my least on. favorite episode in the entire series and i have not been looking forward to it much in the same way as i was really looking forward to you watching the magikarp episode this yes. is the one I've been thinking about. Like, I don't hate this episode. I hated it when I watched it the first time, and I hated it watching it again. Nothing changed. So, well, we're yes. past it now. Let's okay. move on. Is the, is the more hated episodes coming up? Nothing that strikes me as hard as that one. Okay, right. Okay, perfect. Right, okay. So the next, the next one. Um, we we're getting like three episodes in a row with Chloe. Yep. So Chloe is now, is she more of a main character? Is this where she starts to appear more? Or is this just a, you know, one of those diagrams where it's up and down, up and down, and she's just at an up moment at the moment? Of I, th- I think she's in an up moment. I think she does become nah, okay. more prevalent as the series goes on. This is kind of, we're starting to see that now. But like, realistically, you'll only really see Chloe when they stay at home, when the events are at home. That if makes they're traveling sense. off to yes. other regions, she's not part of the research fellows. So she can't be a part of that. That makes sense. Right. Well, that, I'm okay with that because then it means that when they are in, they're staying in, um, they're staying in um, Viridian, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Vermillion. I'm okay with Vermillion. That's it. So I'm okay with that because then it gives more opportunities for, so the, the, I think that's one of the good things that I do like about this episode is when they go away 
on adventures. It feels very different to the adventures they're on when they're at home. Mm-hmm. And I think having that extra character to reinforce that is, is an absolute great thing. So um, this episode mainly focuses around a Phoebus nicknamed Phoebe, who children just don't care for, do they? Yeah, well, not even that they just don't care for it. They're like bullying a little girl because yeah. her Pokemon is ugly. Well, yeah. not so much. Not because the Pokemon's ugly, because she thinks the Pokemon's cute. Yes. And they disagree. This is in a weird way. I, I can... I, ugly cute is a thing. Yes. Like, yes. people like pugs. Come on. Um... Well, yeah. <laughs> this is poor things. Oh. So, we're off to the Hoenn region. Um, so, Jenny can enter a competition for water Pokemon where winning requires talent and cuteness. So straight away, Feebas, is it the best Pokemon for this? Well, it goes through some special training, thanks to Go and Ash, even though Ash thought special training obviously required battling. Actually Um, battling. (laughs) I love how Ash, um, I I love that. I love that Ash, A, wanted to enter, only to be told you are too old to enter. Um... And yeah, like you say, Ash says he'll help, but mistakes it for battling, which I love. But Go's the one that comes up with the the plan, which I I love that, that, you know, Go has a certain skill set that I I wouldn't want it where Ash is like helping with everything because I don't want him to be that, that, that character that. He's he's good at one thing. He's good at a couple of things, but it's mainly battling. And that's kind of where his strengths lie and they let him be number one at that in this series yep. and yep. he has flaws he is not a perfect human being and never has been no 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 which i i, I love that to be quite honest it's, it's something that's quite endearing um so go's plan um relies on jenny swimming which she can't do so this is this is basic so together the team along with their pokemon help jane to learn it, to swim in a single day is is that it's basically what right? happens. A single yeah. day. So as someone in, who's in a really their... shallow pool, what looks like <laughs> yes. anyway. Yeah. So as someone who's helped their daughter to learn to swim over several years, Jenny should just sign up for the Olympics at this point because she's apparently a natural if you can learn to swim in a day. I mean, have you seen the tricks that they're doing with those Pokemon as well? Like they're all flipping in the air and stuff yeah. like that. These like, kids are amazing. What? This <laughs> is just absolutely fantastic. Um, and during this, this it's not a training montage, but during this training, we see a sign that Phoebus has uh, begun to begun its journey to evolve as one scale is glowing a beautiful color, which I didn't realize that's how it worked. So you, at least back in Hoenn, back in Gen 3, you had to mm. up its beauty stat. Yes. Um, yes. After they got rid of Pokeblocks, they changed it up so that you could use a prism scale which is what oh, it gets. Yes. It's a prism scale. Um, oh. And interesting enough, like it's, 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 it's fascinating the way they decided to do it because it grows its own prism scale and then mm. it breaks off. And then when Jenny applies the prism scale back to it, that's when she gives it the prism scale and it evolves. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So it, it was an interesting kind of way that they played it. I like that. That makes sense. I completely forgot about the the beauty mechanic in the contest back in Hoenn. Um, completely forgot about that. Um, so what one of those I've got here is here comes Team Rocket right on cue because I did think how are they going to stretch a swimming com- competition to a full episode? And they do, but they have to bring in a Team Rocket. Almost feels like at the moment Team Rocket gets bought in when it's like okay, we've got an idea for an episode. 
but we can't get the full 20 minutes out of it. So how can we stretch this or pad it out? Team Rocket battles. Yeah. Kidnapping Pokemon. And um, Team Rocket kidnaps the children's Pokemon. It's like taking candy from a, well, a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they managed to steal the Pokemon. And um, they the, the Pokemon that uh, Team Rocket get this time are Kingler and Kavana. So obviously very good, um, very... What what's the word I'm looking for? Very appropriate. Yes, appropriate. That's the thank you so much for that save there, Connie. Um, while Meowth attempts to catch the Feebas, which evolves, uh, like you like you mentioned, and M- Melotic is huge. Yeah, no, it's a big snake. You got to you got to consider it's supposed to be a sort of companion to Gyarados. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Are they are they similar size in the Pokedex? Do you know? So I believe they're similar size. I think there's actually more of a connection there as well. To my, I don't know. Huh, this is one of those things where I don't know whether this is a theory or whether it's like actually in the Pokedex is somewhere. Um, okay. Feebas swim alongside Magikarp. So okay. Magikarp that makes sense. Breed yeah. lots and lots and lots uh, to like swim in massive groups because they're useless. So if they get attacked, yeah, yeah. they're they're just dead. If they're preyed upon, yeah. they that's it. They're prey. There's nothing they yeah. can do to stop it. So they breed a lot to basically ensure their survival of some of them. Um, because of this, Feebas are really rare. So to ensure their survival, they also swim alongside Magikarp and just like play the numbers game with them. Oh, um, and then yeah, Magikarp obviously evolve into Gyarados, and Milotic evolve into, uh, sorry, Feebas evolve into Milotic. And the difference is, it's like goes from a weak Pokemon to a really strong Pokemon, goes from an ugly Pokemon yeah. to the most beautiful Pokemon. They are counterparts to each other. Yes, that I yeah the the counterpart thing I understood the the whole ecological backstory or information around how they they survive and how they they make sure they they survive in the wild i didn't know about that i'd imagine they have and this is this is imagine is a is a theory but let's be honest with you it it has real world implications of they have a common ancestor somewhere back that Mm -hmm. that divulged into you know split into two separate evolution um evolutionary paths um and the episode ends with Melotic just saving the day. Um, and the key takeaway I've got here, the note, is that Chloe realizing why people love Pokemon, which yes. she's been lacking. Um, so again, another episode. This, this, this three episodes, maybe not the middle one, but has there's been a lot of focus around Chloe and where she goes moving forward. It has. Again, the middle one, she chews Ash out. She explains, yeah. like, this is what I learned in the previous episode. I'm going to apply it to you. And then again, she grows a little bit more in this one where she learns learns why people love Pokemon, what that connection is all about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And she does finish this episode by going, Pokemon are amazing. Yeah. Which we've not heard because, again, up to this point, she wasn't even sure if she liked Pokemon at all. And now you see that wonder in their eyes. You can see that f- little bit of fire is being lit. Yeah, you can. You can. So it's going to be interesting, like I've already mentioned, to see where her journey goes. I'm looking forward to it. Indeed. Come on then, bring the pain. <laughs> bring the pain. So, uh, Connor, you're up for playing the game. Yes, <laughs> I have to ask. I, I have am. to ask it. Perfect. <laughs> In front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor, can you spot the fake entry? So, up first we have Kakuna. Okay. 
Interesting. Cocoon, oh, Cocoon remains virtually immobile as it clings to a tree. However, on the inside, it is extremely busy as it prepares for its coming evolution. This is evidence from how hot the shell becomes to the touch. Second Pokedex entry. Almost incapable of moving, this Pokemon can only harden its shell to protect itself from predators. That the one. Final that's Pokedex not true. Entry. That's okay. not true. Okay. Karen, you the, can give me the third the, one. The final one. As it nears evolution, Kakuna's disposition becomes more prone to quick bouts of anger. Anger. Beware when traveling through temperate forests and misty, wooded areas. That second one's not true. Why do you think that? Well, because it has access to poison sting, and it has two little claws. So it doesn't just harden itself. Metapod does. Metapod, technically, if you evolve it from a Caterpie, it can tackle. But, yeah, mm, that's an incorrect statement. Okay, so, are you going with two? No, because one and three sound like more like something you'd write, but I'm going to go with two because it's an incorrect statement. Okay, so I agree with you that it's an incorrect statement, but it is a real Pokedex entry. Because So you've got that Pokedex entry which says it can only harden its shell to protect itself, and then you've literally got in in yellow... The Misty Forest one. Able to move only slightly... When endangered, it may stick out its sting and poison its enemy. So yeah. you've got one that says almost incapable of moving, then one that says Ooh, able to move only so slightly. Um, so yeah, I'm afraid you don't get the points, but I can understand why you went for that second uh, one. Which one was it, by the way? It was number three, sorry. It was number three. It was the Misty Forest yes. one. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah I'll, I'll be honest. I listened to that one. I was like, that sounds like something Ben would write, but if it's not the second one, it should be. And you know, sometimes it's, yeah. it, I don't care about winning. I want to, I want to make a point. I'm more here for the discussion. <laughs> I'm more here for the discussion than I am the actual points. The points mean nothing. Um, oh, I, that's, wow. a, that's a lie. It be, I beat myself up every week when I don't get all three. <laughs> when you, when you get, when you get all three, I'll send you a certificate. You can oh, mount it on the wall. <laughs> yay. I will, I will mount that. And I, you have my word. <laughs> so the next Pokemon is Cascoon. For the first Pokedex entry. To avoid detection by its enemies, it hides motionlessly beneath large leaves and in the gaps of branches. It also attaches dead leaves to its body for camouflage. Second Pokedex entry. If it is attacked, Cascoon remains motionless, however badly it may be hit. It does so because if it were to move, its body would be weak upon evolution. This Pokemon will also not forget the pain it endured. And the final Pokedex entry. Wrapped in layers upon layers of soft silk that harden the more damage it sustains. Cascoon's shell is surprisingly cool to the touch. Um, Interesting, because this one says cool to the touch. The last one said warm to the touch. Did you do that because you read a dex entry and were like, haha, this one doesn't say anything about touching the shell. That might be something I'll throw in just to throw him off. Um, but the first one sounded more fake to me, so I'm gonna go against my own thinking and go for number one. You shouldn't doubt yourself. Yeah, it was number three. It was number three. It was. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, I, I saw the initial, you know, to the touch, and I was like, oh, I can, I can adapt that one for the cascoon, which has no mention of if you touch it. Um, that one worked quite well. So the third and final entry is Whirlipede. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Mm. So, Pokedex Entry 1. Protected by a hard carapace. Carapace? Carapace, Carapace, yeah. Its shell is impervious to damage from most Pokemon. Willipede's horn-like feelers will poison anyone daring enough to touch it. 
mm-hmm. second Pokedex entry, Willipede protects itself with a sturdy shell and poisonous spikes, which it stores up the energy it'll need for evolution. And the third and final one, protected by a hard shell, it spins its body like wheel and crashes furiously into its enemies. Can you read that last one for me again? Sure. Protected by a hard shell, it spins its body like a wheel and crashes furiously into its enemies. Let's go with three. The other two have been three. I oh well, hang on. Oh, <laughs> I because because I, I want to talk about my idea. Like okay, my thinking on, is there on. that it's number three, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There's one that says spike like feelers, and another one that says spikes. But I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with number three. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, it was number one. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Do you want to challenge me again next week? We we can oh well is that if I ever get a zero out of three I've got to reverse yeah it next let's week. let's let's do that let's do that and mainly because we're getting married like I have less time to prepare we're getting next married week's podcast we what, what are we what? I better tell Molly <laughs> <laughs> I better let her know oh no <laughs> I'm happy to do that I can write those up for you perfect fantastic let's move on to letters and comments uh so we have a letter well a question i don't know why i say letters we don't we don't get letters we get we get comments <laughs> posted on various social media channels so uh we have a question from rising phoenix what animal do you think is not represented enough or doesn't have a pokemon now i put this to you before the the podcast uh before we started recording you already had somewhat of an answer right i did so weirdly enough have you ever watched uh there's a youtube video called like uh interviewing animals with tiny microphones no but that sounds brilliant it is it is exactly what it sounds like there's a girl who works at a zoo and she goes around with a tiny microphone and asks questions to animals and just gets answers and there was a couple uh, and weirdly enough i was watching this last night in a in a sleepy haze because i've not been sleeping till like five six in the morning because sleep pattern is all skew whiffy at the moment and i was watching i was like huh there's a lot of animals that just aren't represented as pokemon and there was one that stuck out to me go on the capybara i know that why do i know i'm gonna search this and i'm gonna be like oh yeah yeah the capybara is the world's largest rodent it's so cute it's so (laughs) cute and it should be your first route rodent it should be it, the regional rodent Pokemon. It should be yeah. you catch it and it's really tiny. Maybe like a like a like a dwarf hamster or something, because it doesn't have to be the same species when it evolves because this is Pokemon. It could be like a dwarf yeah. hamster or something. And like the joke is that it goes from really tiny to this massive rodent. And it's like, yeah, I want a capybara Pokemon. And uh, the world is that. ready for a route one capybara Pokemon. Yeah, it looks I can understand the I it depends on how they design it because I can see the similarities with Bidoof, even though they do look different. I get like for me just looking at it, I go, oh yeah, that could be Bidoof, but actually it it it's a separate animal. The, no, the, Bidoof the, is a Bidoof, Bidoof yes. is a beaver. Yes, yes. Um so it would be interesting to see what they could do with that. And like you say, like yours actually fits in world in terms of, you know, the first route that you go on, and that is you know the Pokemon that you can you can find, and he'd and, be so round, so big yeah. and round. Oh, I'm thinking of something like Sveal. Yeah, like I'm that kind with... of that kind of design. The Capybara Look Pokemon, it. G- the, give it go. to me, Game Freak. You know we need there it. There we go. So mine isn't one that doesn't have a Pokemon, but it is one that is not represented enough. 
Um, and I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't really get this in Gala, unless I'm having an absolute mind blank. But hedgehogs. Hedgehogs are all, all over, you know, Britain. And we got a fox-type Pokemon, and we didn't really get a hedgehog. Now, we do have Shaman. And there was a couple of other Pokemon. I was like, are these technically hedgehogs? Do you count Sandslash? No, because it's a sh it's Sandshrew is a shrew Pokemon and Cyndaquil is a fire mouse because they're the two that I looked up. We're going, are they technically Well, hang hedgehogs? on. You, you say it's a fire mouse. Where are you getting that from? Is that from the Pokedex? It was Bulbapedia. So. Right. So the Pokedex may say it's a fire mouse Pokemon, but let's not forget that uh, it says that like Blastoise is the shellfish Pokemon and it's not a shellfish at Wait, all. What? Yeah, no, that's the, that's the typing. That's the classification of um blastoise it's a shellfish pokemon okay so i've gone to cyndaquil's page i've literally done the control find and put in hedge got absolutely nothing i've put in hog got absolutely nothing so i, I feel like yeah shaman cyndaquil maybe uh sandshrew maybe or sorry mm. sand slash maybe. maybe like they draw inspiration from yeah I... but you're right it is shaman that is the only real hedgehog pokemon yeah so i would love to see another and it's a shame we didn't see it in galar and i'm thinking something like ground and grass type maybe grass because you know does shaman not do it perfectly oh it does but i still think it's slightly underrepresented i, I would have because so if we had a hedgehog pokemon that you could attain quite easily then i wouldn't really care but shamans are, are mythical right mm -hmm. so already it's quite rare to get most people aren't going to use that in a playthrough if they're going to use it chances are they're going to use it post game end game however they transfer it across or you know you know get it into that whatever modern day game that they're playing i'm thinking something along, along the lines of a bit like you said with with your example is something that you get early game in the first yep. couple of routes uh and then you get to see it evolve it a couple of times that's where i'd like to see so togedemaru does togedemaru count togedemaru good point Togedemaru. don't know how to spell it probably butchered it no i got it uh togedemaru is the roly-poly pokemon according to this yeah it rolls up say... into a ball it has a spiked ah, back so there we go. Togedemaru may be based on a new world porcupine, given how it can stiffen its triangular body spines. It could also be based on a hedgehog, a chinchilla, or a Ryukuyu spiny rat. Whatever one of those, whatever one of those, I need to follow that link right now. And there are no images for it. That is really... Oh, because it's threatened at the moment. That's probably why. Um, okay, so yeah, Togedemaru. So we do have another hedgehog Pokemon then. In Togedemaru. I'd say that's more of a hedgehog than Cyndaquil and Sandshrew. Yes, I would agree. Perfect. So if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrod. No, yes, goldenrodpod at gmail.com. I, I second guess myself then because I was doing it without reading it because these sections now I'm starting to, you know, it starts to get ingrained yep. into your into your head um so finally well not finally but we're over onto the plug section what have you got that's coming up this week other than have you got anything other than pokemon world i haven't mainly because i'm going away to worlds and yeah. i i spoke about this on my stream last night like because of my health condition i only have so much energy um and that will be drained by physically walking around the excel center people i'm i'm an introvert so people drain me just being around that many people is draining unfortunately yeah there's like trying to keep hold of 
where my stuff is, where everybody is, where we're meeting, where are we going, what's happening. That's like mentally draining. And then, you know, it's emotionally draining because there's a lot of hype going on. So in order for me to not just pass out and cause myself severe injury while I'm away, I have to take the weekend off work. I just, I, ca- I cannot do it. I can't look at, uh, I can't look at Twitter. I can't look at my YouTube stats and I can't be doing uploads and things like that. So I am I putting a big red X and going, nope, I am, I am off. I will do filming and stuff like that. As I say, we're hoping to do a vlog when we come back and upload that afterwards. Mm. But as for the next, until Monday, Tuesday, you will not see anything on my channel. I completely get that. And, and I just want to say this, not just to, you know, other YouTubers that might be listening to this, but people in, in your general life, you have to take you days for your mental and, and physical um, yep. well-being. Uh, and it's important that you that you should do that. Especially if um, you're a spoonie. Look after yourself. Especially. Um, in terms of what I've got coming up, obviously I'm, I'm busy with the, the weekend, which has an impact on, you know, YouTube and, and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. In terms of things that are wrapping up, so just nicely timed that my um, cage lock with Tommy is coming to an end. Um, I've already started working on the artwork for my next series where I'll be linking up once again with British Eagle to do a, another cage lock, but this is a little bit different. We're doing a three-on-three three, um, because I'm kind of sick and tired of doing the 1v1 cage matches. Like when we did our 2v2 wedlock cage lock, Mm-hmm. I, I love that because it was a different dynamic and it wasn't just you send in one Pokemon and straight off the bat you're like, yeah, I'm losing this or, oh, yeah, I'm winning this. It, it's more strategy, the fact that we can send out a mini team of three each yep. to, to battle. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, finished and uploaded my um, first episode of You Have 15 Minutes to Beat the Elite Four by oh, catching nice. a team. Um I cannot wait to publish that because it's absolutely hilarious how badly it goes. <laughs> um, and I've, so what I want to do is I know I could upload it on the weekend of the wedding, but I, I want to wait until I've recorded and edited three, get them all up and release them in quick like succession and link them to one another. Um, so hopefully then it'll maybe drive some more traffic to the channel. Who knows? We'll, we'll give it a try. So that's, that's where I'm up to at the moment with my content. Nice. Lots of stuff to check out. Definitely. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. And for four days, we can find you at Pokemon Worlds. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. If, if you see me, you recognize me, do come up. Definitely. Please. That'd be cool to see. Uh, and <laughs> I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hoen on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you recognize me at the wedding, I don't know how you got in. You're probably not invited. <laughs> Please leave. <laughs> and as for the Golden Rock Podcast, you can find us on the usual platform. Search for Golden Rock Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See, See ya. ya. No, mind the trick. <laughs>